What up, y'all? This is for all the folks with a smaller e-commerce business. Are you ready to reach a global audience of over a million people? Word. <laughs> this upcoming season of the Empowered Millennials podcast can do exactly that. I have advertising opportunities for you to grow your business, make money with minimal work at a very affordable price. So the link is in the show notes for you to learn more and ways that you can advertise on this podcast. So make sure you fill out the form for more info. What up, Trailblazing fam? Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Empowered Millennials podcast with me, your host, Angela Gentile. So I'm actually doing two things right now. I'm going to be on Instagram live for a little bit while I'm also recording this podcast. So um, yeah, if you're watching this on Instagram, what up, what up? And if you're listening to this on whatever podcast streaming platform you're listening to, what up, what up? Uh, and also make sure that you go to Apple Podcasts, like review, follow, whatever the kids are doing. Um, but most importantly, make sure you write a review. That's really, really helpful in this world. It helps people find this podcast. It help pe- it's help pe- helps people get the resources that they need so that they can take action in their life. Because I think today's podcast is going to be really helpful and really informative because I, it's been Thanksgiving. It's been the holiday weekend. And <laughs> I don't know about you, but what, what a week. I think in the past five days, like some bullshit has gone down and lots of things have happened that I'm like, yo, this is, this is wild. This is wild. And I really just want to share what happened over the past, like legit five days, um, and that were triggering. And if it wasn't, if I wasn't in this place in my life, like prioritizing my mental health and setting up things in my life that take care of my mental health, if I haven't learn strategies to cope with my like triggers and depression. If I haven't been healing myself from the people pleasing tendencies, right. Um, and practicing standing in my own boundaries, like all of these things that have happened in the past five days would have like sent me way down the drain, spiraling, 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 low, low, you know? Um, so I just, I want, I also, when I share these stories, um, I kind of want, you, I want to invite you actually to see yourself in these situations in ways that you may have acted or would act in these situations that may not be serving you. I think that's an important question um, to kind of use as your guidepost when you're listening to this podcast today. It's why I share my story. You know, I share so candidly and I'm so like, I use this platform for my storytelling so that you can use these stories as a guide for your own life so that you can break out of habits so that you can build more conscious awareness around, you know, what you need for yourself. Because the things that happened this weekend involved my family, a rock star (laughs) that I have been chatting with uh, on the internet and beyond, and also an ex-best friend who just somehow kept popping in to my social media and shit with like this like love and light bullshit. And I, it's too much. So there's a lot of things that have happened in the past five days that have tested my learning, my boundaries, my growth. And I think that's a key piece too. Sometimes when we get into these situations and we, the world tests us to see, are we going to go right back up to our bullshit? Are we going to go right back to the things that don't serve us? Or are we in a place where we have leveled up and make more elevated, more conscious, 
more serving decisions or are we just going to keep repeating the pattern over and over and over and over again um because i think that can be really that can be the crux of it you know so because it was thanksgiving obviously it can be a time where we spend time with family either willingly or reluctantly <laughs> and i think if you are spending it reluctantly that's a really great question to ask yourself like why are you there <laughs> if you don't want to be there why are you there? And I think that begs the question of like, what are you doing? Why are you there? What are you afraid of? Why are, why is setting boundaries so difficult for you? Why do you feel obligated? What is this should that is driving the car of your life? And why are you not honoring what you need? You know what I'm saying? And these are all questions that I dive into with my clients. And this is why I've had some really big client wins around the holidays, because you know, just a little sidetrack here. One of my last clients going home with her family, it was really about how does she protect herself and what boundaries does she need to set up and what does she need to always feel in control? You know what I'm saying? And that's the key when you're around your family, especially if you're like, I don't know, man, when you start believing that you are in control of the situation, when you're in control of your actions, your words, your feelings, your thoughts, how you spend your time, your money, your energy, your family could just be on their bullshit as much as they want. And you're just like, cool, 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 cool. Cause that's how I feel. So before, um, there was even talk about Thanksgiving and what was happening. I decided that I was going to go to my friends. I made a decision that the invite that I got from my friends was the best option for me to honor, love, and respect what I needed. Okay. So sometimes that can be important too. Like, what do you need? Just because it's what you've done doesn't mean it's what you need to keep doing. All right. So I, I decided that I was going to go um, to my friend's house <clears throat> for, for the holiday which meant I would be at home with all of my family, just like rolling through, which is fine. But I also told myself I would give it an hour. Like I would be there for an hour. And at any point, <clears throat> I don't know why I always get so <clears throat> like choked up when I start talking, like what's happening? You know, I ain't gonna edit this out either. All right, um, so I knew that I was gonna give myself an hour. And that felt safe and comfortable for me. But I also knew that at any point I could just fucking bounce. I could just be like deuces, I'm done and then leave. Um, you know, so we're sitting down at the table and like, God bless everybody, man. It's just not the vibe. It's just not the vibe for me. You ever see the, the Saturday Night Live ep, like uh, sketch where they're sitting at the table and it's like, I think it might even be like uh, Kristen Wiig. And they're like, on the, on the plates, you can hear the forks and the knives like slapping on the plates and it's silent and you can just hear the clink, 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 clink. Like that's, I should post it on my, on the story so you guys know, but that's what it's like eating with my family. Like everybody's miserable and nobody talks to each other. Everyone is waiting for somebody else to like make them feel better. You know what I'm saying? It's just such a mad, uncomfortable situation. So I'm asking questions. I don't give a fuck. I'm asking questions and I'm like, Hey, how, how are your dogs? One word answer. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, hey, Francine, how how is your retirement? Oh, good. One word answer. Hey, Joe, um, is your season almost over for landscaping? What's going on? Yep. One word answer. And then I was just like, fuck this, man. This is ridiculous. And I'm just laughing. And why did I choose to laugh? 
because it goes back to what I was saying before. I am always in control and I know what doesn't feel good. So I'm not going to continue to put myself in situations that don't feel good. So I gave it an hour, said my piece. Everybody was fine. I got yelled at for dumb shit like I always do. What did I get yelled at for? This is a little side note. I got yelled at because my mother is miserable and just needs something to like complain about. And I'm always the easy target um because I threw a piece of turkey on the floor from a dog who's dying of cancer under the table mind you and my mom goes oh Angela well now you got to clean it up because there's grease on the floor and I'm just like who's going under the table first of all and second of all my dog would lift the freaking like varnish off of the hardwood floors just to get make sure she got all the grease off of it you know what I'm saying like there's such a way to to go about doing things that she doesn't do but because I don't care I'm just like whatever mom it's fine I'll clean it up you know and then it also makes me think if I had a stupid baby who was throwing food all over the floor everyone would be like don't worry about it it's just the baby you know what I mean it's just so fucked up that they're unconscious and they don't see it so with that point that I want to make could have been a very triggering situation all around had I not one set boundaries around what I wanted and how I wanted to be treated and how I wanted to feel. Uh, and two, making sure that I stayed grounded in myself saying, you know what, here's my out, here's what I'm choosing to do. Because I think without those things, you can feel really stuck and really trapped. You know what I mean? So I want you to think about maybe ways that you could apply this to any situation in your life, right? Like maybe you did go home for Thanksgiving and you're like, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. And you felt trapped and you felt like you had to stay there. Like, what could you have done differently? Now you, now that I've given you a little bit of insight, what could you have done differently to protect your energy? What could you have done differently to stay grounded in yourself? What could you have done differently to set better options or boundaries so that you always felt in control and you just didn't give away your power to people who like don't speak your language? You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's the first thing. So I was involved in that. Another piece of it is um, the rock star that I have been talking to. And I, I mean, he's he's not like famous, famous, but he is in a band that is very well known. Um, he could walk down the street and people wouldn't ask him for his autograph. You know what I'm saying? So it was fun to text and to like talk to a rock star and have and get you know be have the potential to go to new york and and there's something romantic about that right like going to new york and having a drink and seeing what happens with someone who was like so sexy or i find sexy you know what i mean so i was like ooh this could be really fun so we're dming we're chatting you know i don't know this man from from adam at all all right um, but what was happening is I was building a fantasy. Angela loves to create a Barbie dream house every once in a while. I don't know if y'all do that. If, <laughs> you know, you meet someone and like you do not even know them, but you have already pulled up your Barbie Corvette outside of the Barbie dream house and you are building some kind of fictitious fantasy around it. All right. Um, so I've been talking to this rock star and it was nonstop texting for days. He's very attentive, very um, considerate. And we're trying to coordinate like with his tour schedule, which, you know, I also know that this is work, even though it's, it's rock star life and it's fun. It's, it's also work. So I, I was trying to be mindful, like I can work around your schedule and I'm also willing to get myself to New York city um, to see you so that, you know, we could just meet and hang out. Cause there's a vibe, right? Uh, and if you are watching this on IG Live, I'm going to stop this. So make sure that you head on over to the podcast. It's getting a little distracting for me, but at least you got some good takeaways about dealing with family. So if you want to hear 
how I'm setting these boundaries with um, dating with rock stars and then with the ex-bex friend who wants to like love, laugh, life and shit in my DMs. Um, that'll be in the rest of the podcast too. So make sure you go and uh, check that out. All right, if you're on IG Live, peace out. I'll see you and those listening on the podcast, let's keep going. Um, okay, so like I said, we we start taking... <clears throat> sorry, we start like taking this party in the text. We're texting constantly. I'm trying to make his schedule, like my schedule and his schedule coordinate. And we're chatting. And unfortunately it just doesn't work out because he has like last minute appearances, like some PR dinner and all of that. Then, then this dude is like all up in my DMs. And look, I'm not trying to be like, like a prude here. Would I have sex with him? Sure. Have I had one night stands? Absolutely. Have I had one night stands with like dudes I don't even remember? Yes. Facts. Okay. So I'm not saying that that wouldn't happen, but what I don't like is the presumptuous attitude that if I'm going to New York, that's what's going to happen. Because what started to happen is that it started to get out of my control and more about sex than it was about like flirting. You know what I'm saying? So I tried, I was like reeling him back in, you know, cause he was like, Oh, you have such a beautiful body. I can't wait to kiss you. And like, look, I'm not mad at that. Of course I want to hear it. Of course that's, you know, of course that's amazing to hear. Like it's not every day that there's a, a dude who wants to see me because I'm now going to go to New York and have drinks with a rock star while some like someone's dusty son is in my hinge inbox being like, what's, what's up, beautiful? How's your day? And like, can't even be bothered to like take me out for a $5 coffee. Meanwhile, the potential of going to New York and staying at a luxury hotel and having drinks in New York city is super romantic. And I'm all about that. And that to me feels more on brand. Okay. But whatever. So it, it starts getting a little sexual. That's totally fine. And unfortunately it just didn't work out with the timing to be able to meet up. But what I want to point out <laughs> is this man was attentive. This man was on it. He was sending me pictures throughout his day. Like I was involved. I was involved in like the, from the morning coffee to the afternoon walk, to the nap in the hotel, to what he was doing. You know, I was involved in all of it. So like, he's thinking of me and he's including me and in, like kind of in communicating all of this uncertainty and things that are happening throughout the day. Great. Then it turns into, like I said, you're hot. You have a great body. Like I can't, you know, I wish you were here kind of things. Like we'll have to set something up soon, blah, blah, blah. Cool. All right, great. So he flies out the next day, the day after, like he flies out Thanksgiving day. Okay. So texting me like on his way to the airport. Um, and I just asked, I was like, you know, we're making casual conversation. We've talked on the phone a couple of times and making casual conversation. I was like, oh, are you going to, you know, he lives in LA. And I was like, are you going to make it back in time to celebrate Thanksgiving or any, you know, anything like that? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to wake up my kids or, or see, I want to see my kids if they're up. And I was like, okay, kids. Cool. 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 Uh, so now I'm like, how old are your kids? Right. I'm like, are they like children, children, like five? Um, and he's like, no, they're, you know, young adults, late teens. And I was like, okay, so if you're going to wake them up, it means that you're going to a house where they are. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like you just left, one of them is like 16 or 17. I can't remember what he said. So like in high school. So I was like, you left a 16 or 17 year old home by yourself. I was like, that doesn't make sense. And I was like, wait, are you married? 
<laughs> because who who would these kids be staying with? And if you're going to get home and wake them up, I would be assuming that they would be staying with their mom. I'm no fucking fool, you know? Uh, and he was like, it's a long story. No, he's like, no, I'm not married. It's a long story. Uh, and then he says, we're divorced, but we live together. You know, we make good p- parents. We parent well together, but we don't make good partners. And I was just like, oh, that's complicated. And he's like, not at all. I'm like, what, what, dude? That is the fucking definition of complicated. That is the definition of complicated. Like, I'm not trying to like date you, date you like that, but that just, you automatically have an emotional connection and some emotional baggage in your life. And you do not have the same freedom that I'm showing up with. So that's an automatic, like raise the red flag. All right. So here's what I want to say about that. (laughs) In Angela's like people pleasing phase, I would have just let that slide. And I would have been like, oh my God, like they're not married. He's not they're just living together, you know, cause she's going to find a house soon. And I would have just been like, everything's cool. And we would have kept texting and I would have just like kept on keeping on. Uh-uh. No. Why I set that boundary? Cause wisdom has told me otherwise. When someone is involved like that, they're not emotionally available. So what ends up happening is that I, I mean, the, the curiosity, cause obviously I work for the fucking FBI. Right. And as soon as he told me he was divorced, but living together, I was like, how long were they divorced? Yo, this this divorce was filed in like 2018. So I don't know how long divorces take, but I know they don't take five years. And if you were divorced five years ago, why are you still living together after five years? Like to me, that's like, you're still getting something from this relationship emotionally, like maybe physically, which is fine. I don't even care but you're not able to move on with your life and like have a healthy sex life or a healthy dating life because there's always one foot in the door. Even though you're not married, there is still an emotional connection there. And to me, that's a no dice. That's a no dice buddy type of situation. Um, The other thing I want to say about that is it also could work in my favor if this decide, if, if things progress, but I don't know. I don't know. Because at the same time, I could get this hot rock star life and I could be the one traveling to certain destinations while his like wife or whatever she is, is at home taking care of the house, taking care of the dogs, taking care of the kids. Cause like, you know what I'm not going to do? Take care of somebody's fucking kids. I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to take care of your house. No, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that emotional and domestic labor. So like this dude is like living the best of both worlds. And I'm like, well, maybe I want to benefit from the best of both worlds, but I got to see, you know, cause like if she's at home doing all this shit and he's like off gallivanting with me all over the country, that could be fun, but I don't know. I don't think he's emotionally available enough to give me the kind of depth that I'm looking for, even just for like a romance and a fling. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to show safety and security and compatibility and interest and consistency. And what I've learned over time is consistency over time is important because this adrenaline that's happening and this like butterfly feeling is also the the little girl in me who's getting like excited for attention, not the grown woman who should be excited about consistency, follow through, et cetera, right? So that's the piece that I really wanted to share. 
you know, are we getting excited sometimes by the adrenaline rush? Cause we're looking to see if we're chosen. We're looking to see is that that's like pick me energy. That's pick me girl energy. Or are we getting excited about like the fact that he called when he said he was going to call the fact that he followed through the fact that he made a plan, the fact that he was considering my emotions and that he does this consistently every single time. And that to me, I think is a little bit more important because what's happened is now that he's back home, I ain't heard from him. So that's, so that's it. Right. So old Angela would like, Hey, did you land? Okay. How was the rest of your Thanksgiving? How is it seeing your kids? And I would have like continued to engage in this conversation, but I don't do that anymore. I match energy. And I think that's the second part of this, you know, with the family too, like matching the energy that, that comes up. If you don't want to text, that's cool. I'm not going to chase you. You're showing me everything I need to know about your availability and like what this is, because two nights ago, you were all about me, wanted me to be in your bed. And now I can't even get a text boy. Bye, sir, sir. We need to have a conversation. Like that's unacceptable, you know? Uh, and I invite y'all to look at maybe ways where you're playing, uh, you know, settling and, and allowing for treatment that you're provoking in a way, like you're doing not, that's not what I mean. You're allowing to feel you're allowing this type of behavior because you keep provoking and continuing the conversation. And had you just not continue that conversation, that conversation would stop and you would see where a person's interest and abilities and capabilities lie. So I invite you to do that a little bit too. And if that's a struggle for you, I think a lot of times that could be our people-pleasing tendencies coming up because people-pleasing isn't always just saying yes all the time to things. It's doing things in hopes that someone will see us and give us what we want. You know, like if I just text him, he'll see me that I'm here and then he'll remember how awesome I am. And then he'll like fly me out to, you know, LA or wherever the hell he's going to be performing, right? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. The people-pleasing tendencies have to kind of be subdued and you have to prioritize yourself so that you're staying grounded, you're staying connected, you're making sure that you're taken care of and that you remain in control of what feels right for you instead of that chasing pick-me people-pleasing energy, all right? So I hope that that sort of connection between same kind of, I think, principle with your family, and, and the rock star. If it doesn't feel good, mm, I don't think so. Set your boundaries. How do you want to feel? What are you going to do? What are you not going to do? Where is your people-pleasing energy coming out of, I have to get them to see me. I have to get them to like me versus I don't give a fuck. And I'm not going to do something that doesn't feel good for me. Okay. Uh, and then now the third part of this is the ex-best friend. I did an episode on this called the friendship breakup that saved my life. I'm going to just open my Spotify real quick and find it and see what, um, oh, I don't know what episode it was. It was on September 25th of 2023. So it was called the friendship breakup that saved my life. And I talk about a friend that I had a, a friendship with for 20 years. And when we decided to part ways, I felt free. I felt like a weight lifted from me and I felt like I could breathe again and that it allowed me just some space and some perspective to look at how that relationship was functioning 
and how much I felt uncomfortable and sacrificing and how toxic that friendship was for me, you know? So it ended back in February of 2019. And I remember very vividly on how it ended. I go into how it ended in the episode, um, the previous podcast episode. So I have gotten multiple messages from this friend since. And in the beginning, they were not very nice. Um, They were mean, like Facebook posts and, you know, very attacking, very like, fuck you, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. And then again, we just hadn't, we hadn't talked. Then I think maybe two years ago. So what was that? 2021, we, I got a phone call from a number that I didn't recognize. And I was like, "Mm, this is probably spam. I'm not going to answer it. Then I got a text immediately after from that number and it was her. And it was like, you know, I'm, I just wanted to say hi, see how you were, blah, blah, blah. I think about you. And I was just like, word with respect. It's nice to hear from you. Um, I'm not interested. There are certain things that I need in my life in order for us to move forward with a friendship. And we don't have like the love and trust and safety in order for me to do that. Um, So please take care, sending you and your family much love, um, all the best. And I was just like, I'm good because what's not here is the acknowledgement. What's not here is, you know, like I said, the acknowledgement of her behavior, the, the accountability that would create the safety that I need in order to continue this relationship. And I kind of relate this back to the people pleasing. That's not enough for me. I don't have to accept what you're giving me simply because you're giving me something. (laughs) Just because you want to doesn't mean that that's enough for me and I get to say no thanks. So I did say no thank you. I said no. And I didn't go into, I did say there wasn't enough safety, there wasn't enough security um, for me to engage in a conversation moving forward. And that was it. She's like, much love. You know, I was not in a good place. And again, always about her, about what she needs, how, what, what she was going through instead of like, I understand how my behaviors made you feel this way. I understand how I caused you this. That is completely not in the conversation, which it is indicative to me that not enough growth has happened for me to continue to engage with you. So like, God bless, go live your life. I'm all set. I have no ill will, no hate. I just don't want to do it. So a couple, maybe like a few months ago, I posted a reel about, um, you know, uh, the, tra- the tra- tra- trajectory. How about I try that again? I posted a reel about the trajectory of my life of like all the things that I've done. Um, and she had said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it up. It was like, I'm proud of you, sending you love and hope. Now, first of all, when you're tone deaf and can't read the room, when someone says like, I don't have the safety that I need to engage with you, sending I'm proud of you, sending you love and hope just shows me that again, you assume that that's what I need. You're, you you want to give it to me with when I've told you like you don't, you're not really, I haven't consented to having you in my life, but you still keep pushing because it's about what you need to give. Do you see what I'm saying? I get that the intentions were good, but behind that, there's a lot of bullshit that I don't really want to deal with. There's a lack of accountability and a lack of understanding that there are two fucking people in this relationship. And it's not just about what you want to give, right? So that's 
that was one. Um, and then I just got like a Facebook message. I think I might've even blocked her on my Instagram and I got a Facebook message just because I don't, I don't want to deal like, like my boundaries aren't being respected. What I had said two years ago isn't respected. And there hasn't been enough accountability and the way that she is approaching the situation doesn't work for me in terms of like acknowledging taking accountability. So I'm just not interested. Um, so then I got a Facebook message this morning that was, you know, something along the lines of like, I saw that your dog is a tripod. I'm so sorry. I can't imagine what that feels like for you. I understand because I adopted a disabled dog. So I have the empathy to be able to support you. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would you think <laughs> that I would be seeking support from you? And like, I appreciate the offer, but again, it's tone deaf. And it's still about you and you adopting some disabled dog with your $250,000 salary that your husband brings in and having the money and the capacity and the house to be able to do that. You have no idea what I'm experiencing. And my dog isn't disabled. She has cancer and she's dying. Read the room, read the room. But I don't feel like, again, this is enough. If the conversation was, hey, Angela, I saw that your dog is a tripod. I know how much dogs mean to you. I'm sure you love her very much. And I'm sure this is devastating for you, for you to have to go through this again. And I also, I'm sure you're carrying a lot on your plate by yourself. Um, you are so strong. I hope I could support you. That is a different fucking conversation than I have the empathy. Look what I can do. Look how I'm here for you. One is about her and one is about me. And I think if you are trying to mend and repair a relationship, that you were really toxic in, you kind of got to show up and allow me to feel safe in that baby girl. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you know, um, and the reason I want to share this is because you have the power to set these boundaries. You know, I want you to think about if you are in a situation where you often say yes, or you often accept someone's bids for connection, but it still doesn't feel right for you, but you're like, oh, they're trying. Stop fucking making excuses. It's okay that it's not enough. It's okay that it's not on the level, even if the intention behind it for them might feel good and it might be genuine. If the intention to you feels and the way that you're receiving it feels self-serving, then you have every right to honor that too. You have every right to stand up and say, that's not enough for me and set the boundaries to say no thanks. You know, And I think all of these things have come up in my life the past five days like this to challenge me to be like, are you going to repeat your bullshit, Angela? Are you going to go right back and do the things that you always do? Are you going to say yes? Are you going to make it easier for everybody else? And are you going to ignore your needs and what you want? And just like, it's okay. Everybody's trying. <laughs> Great. Everybody could be trying. I'm glad that everybody's trying and it's not enough. It's not enough until you can meet me here on this level and, 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 and activate in a way that I can activate and give in a way that I can give. I'm not interested and it doesn't make me a bad person and it doesn't make anybody else a bad person. It just means that we are on different frequencies and different wavelengths right now. And that is okay. And like I said, I'm sharing these three stories for you to be able to dive in on ways that like, maybe you need to listen more. Maybe you need to set better boundaries. Maybe you've become... Maybe this was the aha moment of like, holy shit, I do say yes. I am people pleasing. I am allowing people back in my life because maybe I just want to be loved. 
right? Maybe I just want to be seen. I want to be validated. And I get that. I really do get that. I've, I've, I've worked through that. I'm still a work in progress. And this is like what I do with my clients to help them love themselves enough to be able to build their own foundation, their own bedrock of like self-love and I got this so that when these situations come up, they don't feel out of control. They don't operate out of should or obligation, but they're able to say that doesn't work for me. These are my boundaries. Here's what I need. And life feels more aligned because it is, because you're consciously aware of what you're allowing in and what you're saying no to. And that I think improves the overall mental health. It helps improve like the ways that we feel like depressed and depleted and resentful. We take all of our power back and just say, no, thank you. That doesn't work for me. And we keep moving in a direction in a life that, that feels good for us. So I hope that today's takeaways for you are, you know, pretty powerful and that you can, again, observe how you're showing up in your own life. And, you know, are you listening to yourself? Because if it doesn't feel good, if you want a place to start, I think start with how does it feel for you? Not how does it feel for other people or what you don't want them to feel or how you want them to feel. I want you to actually ask yourself, how does it feel for you? And it's okay to have it say it don't feel good. It feels gross. It feels uncomfortable. I feel nervous. I feel icky. I don't want to. If that's your inclination, if that's what your immediate thought process is, I think that's a really powerful place to start because this is the information that you need to pay attention to and that's coming up for you, causing discomfort, whether it's physical or emotional, because this is coming up for freedom. This is coming up for opportunity for you to redesign and redirect your life. It needs your attention so that you can shift. It's allowing you to pay attention to your instincts a little bit more so that you can listen and shift and move more in real time so that you're not getting into situations and having to backtrack so that you can listen to that instinct immediately with your family and say, I'm going to do this for an hour, or I'm going to make another plan with my family. When you start dating and you meet a rock star and you're like, Ooh, no, <laughs> that is a complicated, sticky situation. And this inconsistency isn't enough for me. I'm out, right? Like we don't have to go dealing with this for two weeks, a month and get our heart broken. We're just immediately like cutting that shit off at the past. And with an ex-best friend or a friend in your life, who isn't giving you what you need to feel safe, who isn't, who is showing you that nothing in the relationship dynamic has changed. So it's not safe for you to engage without going right back into a cycle that you know doesn't work for you, right? So these instincts are always here to remind you and to guide you. And the more that you practice listening to what you need, the quicker that you're going to be able to do this um, and just create more of a buffer from like feeling to response. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And I, I also think too, what I want to end with is that saying no is okay. <laughs> saying no and setting your boundaries and curating your life to be what you want it to be is okay. It's okay. And maybe that's what you needed to hear today. If there's a situation in your life that's coming up where you feel spread thin, when you're saying yes, when you don't want to, when you're saying yes, hoping that somebody will give you something, hoping that it will be different. Woo, baby. I think that's where we can dive in. And I think that's where we can work together. We can get that clarity on what it is that you want, what those boundaries are, what you don't want to do anymore and create like a better action plan 
for you to be able to show up in situations that, you know, feel triggering for you so that you're not engaging a love, laugh and light friend who can't give you what you need so that you're not, you know, being used by a rock star (laughs) or sitting at a table that you don't want to sit at with your family when they say all kinds of dumb shit that's harmful and hurtful to you. Um, So that's my piece today, y'all. That's what happens in five days. This is my life. This is my crazy ass life and I love it and I wouldn't trade it. And I'm happy to share these stories and tell these to you so that you can take um, pieces of this for your own survival guide, you know, because if it's hard for you to set these boundaries, if it's, if you're, if you're unsure of why it feels comfortable, you know, listen to what I'm saying and ask yourself, like, how do I keep getting here? Why does this keep happening? What's going on? And get really curious and above all, reach out. That's what I'm here for. I've experienced a lot of life and I share these stories that you can see yourself in and that I can help guide you through whatever you're experiencing in your life like a motherfucking badass. (laughs) All right. That is all I got for today, y'all. I hope you had a powerful and grounding holiday weekend, um, feasting participating in toxic capitalism and hopefully you found a way to honor the indigenous people of this country in some way Uh, and I'm not laughing at indigenous people I'm just laughing at the fucking absurdity of what Thanksgiving actually is but that's a whole podcast in and of itself so I hope you take some good takeaways from this I hope you feel grounded um, with my story and I am I will chat with you soon. I'll be on here soon. So reach out if you need anything. If you want to book a breakthrough session, the link is in um, the show notes and it's also in my Instagram bio. So you can um, reach out to me there and we can get you feeling grounded and badass in your life. All right, y'all. That is all I got. Keep listening. Make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts, write that review. And as always, y'all go be epic.